Hi, and happy new year. Welcome to the Allie on the Run show where I'm your host, Allie Feller. Today on this very first episode of 2018, I am so excited to welcome professional triathlete and Olympic gold medalist, Gwen Jorgensen to the show. For so many years now, Gwen's name has been synonymous with triathlon. She's a multiple time world champion triathlete and she represented Team USA at the 2016 Rio Olympics where she won gold. After competing in Rio, Gwen decided she wanted to try her hand at the marathon. So that same year, she made her marathon debut at the TCS New York City Marathon, where she ran a very impressive 241, which was good enough for 14th place overall. So how do you follow up a year where you made your marathon debut and earned a gold medal at the Olympics? Well, for Gwen and her husband, Patrick, it meant welcoming their first child, Stanley, who was born last August. Last year, Gwen also made headlines by announcing her next goal, to return to the Olympics, this time at the 2020 Games, and this time as a marathoner. Gwen has begun her pursuit to chase her marathon dreams and qualify for Team USA in the 26.2 mile distance. All that and more coming right up, so on your marks, let's go. So Gwen Jorgensen, welcome to the Alley on the Run show. I am so excited to be chatting with you today. Yes, thank you for having me. All right, so before we get into it, start us off with a warm-up. Tell us who you are, where you're from, and what it is that you do. My name is Gwen Jorgensen. I was born in Waukesha, Wisconsin, but I just recently moved to Portland, Oregon, and I am the gold medal Olympic triathlete. Um, from Rio 2016, but I am now switching to marathon running. Yay! And we're going to talk a whole lot about that. Before we get into all the all the athletic stuff, what is Stanley doing right now? <laughs> He's taking a nap, so if he wakes oh. up, he, na- he may need to be fed, and he may hear him crying, but well, um, he's being an angel right now sleeping. Oh, and I know according to your... According to Instagram, he's very chatty lately, which is so exciting. <laughs> and tell everyone, tell everyone who Stanley is. Yes, Stanley um, is my first child. So he's my baby boy. He's almost four months old now. And he is so cute. I cannot get enough of him. So keep (laughs) those videos coming. I'm obsessed. (laughs) We think he's cute too, but we are so biased. No, uh... (laughs) no, he's cute. He's cute. Otherwise, I'd be like, he looks so smart. But no, I mean, he does look smart, but he is a cute kid. Um, So can you actually, can you talk a little bit? I'm curious about how your pregnancy with Stanley went. Like you said, he's your first child. So how did your expectations of what pregnancy would be like compare to the reality? Yeah, I had no expectations, which I think was vital. Um, It was key to having uh, a good, healthy pregnancy. But, you know, the pregnancy was actually pretty good. The first trimester was I was just so darn tired. Like normally I need Patrick like around if I'm not doing anything, but I remember he would go off for like six hour bike rides and I would just lay in bed so exhausted, not watch TV, not be on my phone. I was just like laying there. So yeah, the first trimester was pretty rough just being tired, but I was able to train throughout most of my pregnancy, which was pretty amazing. And I was actually got up to running the most miles I've ever run. I had a couple hundred mile weeks while I was pregnant. So yeah, the pregnancy was good. The the birth was a little a little more rough. (laughs) Okay. So you mentioned that you were trained, you used the phrase training during your pregnancy. Were you training for something specific or was that just kind of to keep your fitness up and and to keep being active since that's what you do. Yeah, I should, I guess, say I was exercising maybe, but you <laughs> know, I, the the first like 
first and second trimester, I was actually doing some workouts, like some speed stuff. Um, and I wasn't training for anything specific, just knowing that I wanted to come back to sport after giving birth. I felt like if I was able to stay fit, um, you know, that would carry over even if I took some time off when I had Stanley. And when you say the birth was a little more rough, what does that mean? <laughs> um, well, hopefully your uh, your listeners don't mind details. No, but, um, they love them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had so Stanley was a vaginal birth, but I um, you know went in on a, a Monday to the hospital. He wasn't born until Wednesday. I was pushing for four and a half hour, like you know I was yeah I had contractions for almost two days and pushing for four and a half hours and. The doctor came in and just said, you're over the state limit of pushing. You either can, we can use a suction and get him out or try to get him out or we can do a C-section. And so I said, okay, let's use the vacuum suction. And um, they did that and there was a lot of tearing. Um, you know, it was a vaginal birth and I had over 40 stitches. And then a week later, some of my sutures fell out and I had to go back in for surgery and, um, yeah, it was pretty rough. And Stanley broke a collarbone on his way out. My blood pressure went high. I got a fever. Like there was just a lot of things, but made me very thankful for modern medicine. And, um, you know, thankfully both of us are healthy and, uh, yeah, alive. <laughs> yeah. Well, power to you and congratulations again. I mean, if we didn't already know that you were a super strong woman, man, does that sure solidify it. So congratulations to you that is amazing. <laughs> the human body is a crazy thing. So it is. <laughs> so after all that, what about returning to to your workouts after giving birth? How has that been going? Yeah, it's uh, been slow. Um, you know, I, I've been, you know, a lot of. Um, I've just had to give myself time, and I've really been listening to my body and. You know, I had, I guess, pre-birth. I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll be able to run 10 days after giving birth. But I, for two weeks, was in pain walking to the bathroom um, and, you know, almost scared to go to the bathroom and just all these things um, as women that you have to go through. It's pretty crazy. You know, I was bleeding for quite a while, so I couldn't even get in the pool. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't do much for... I would say three weeks. Um, you know, after about two weeks, I started to walk a little bit, but now Stanley's almost four months old and I feel like I'm finally making some progress. Um, you know, I had, you know, I ran like 50 miles last week. Um, this week I'm going to run 60 miles. So I feel like I'm starting to actually be able to train again. That's awesome. And I'm curious how that was mentally because beyond, obviously that's really challenging physically, but as someone who is, a com very competitive athlete. Is that something where, you know, you mentioned listening to your body. Is that something that's pretty easy to you because you're a professional athlete or was it kind of hard to have to listen to your body? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's easy as an athlete to know what your body's saying, but it's very hard to listen to your body. <laughs> that is a great answer. Uh, <laughs> you know, we always, I feel like any athlete, you want to push it. You, you do it because you love it and you want to be good and you want to be fast and you're just, always kind of on that line too of like pushing it because you want to see what your limit is but you don't want to go over that limit but for me I guess you know it was super difficult to not be able to to work out and not be able to do anything for a few weeks but at the same time Stanley made it so much better like if I didn't have Stanley I probably would have been a little uh sad or depressed or something but he would you know I don't know he wasn't smiling I guess that first week yet but <laughs> 
he was just so darn cute. And um, yeah, it was it was nice to just spend some time with him as well and bond. And how did that first run back feel? Awful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, you know, the first run as well, it was I was super cautious. It was uh, it was like a one minute run, two minute walk for 20 minutes. Which I'm guessing is not one of your normal workouts when you're training. No. <laughs> and I mean, I was doing run walks for a few weeks, um, quite a few weeks. It seemed like forever. Uh, but, you know, I knew that, you know, I have a physio that I work with and he helped write the plan kind of to return to run. And I knew that I needed to listen to him and it was really good. He was writing it because if it was my choice, I would have as soon as I felt OK, I would have been running, you know, 50 miles a week and I would have gotten injured. So yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, happy to have you back out on your feet. That is great to see. Now, for the big Gwen Jorgensen news of the year, of course, other than Stanley, which is a very big (laughs) news. um, As you mentioned, when you were introducing yourself, you have announced that you're you are deciding to step away from triathlon for a bit in order to pursue the marathon, which I am thrilled about as a runner. (laughs) So you said you not only want to make the 2020 Olympic marathon team, you also want to take home the gold medal. Tell me what motivated that decision. Oh, a lot. Um, You know, as an athlete, I I realized you need to take big risks um, and you need to not be afraid of taking those risks. And for me, I've actually, I would say triathlon chose me. So USA Triathlon, they came to me, they said, we think you'd be a great triathlete. And that's how I got started in the sport is them coming to me and saying, introducing me to the sport. Like I didn't even know that it was an Olympic sport. So like three years ago, I guess maybe four years ago now, I said to Patrick for the first time, I said, I would love to be a marathon runner. Like that's, I feel like what I'm really passionate about, what I want to do. I just don't know if I'm good enough. And, you know, it was kind of put on the back burner because I was focusing on Rio and doing the triathlon and um, winning gold in that. But, you know, I've, I've, been thinking about it for a while. I've actually, I called a few, um, running coaches, uh, maybe two years ago now and asked them their opinions, you know, like said, do you think I could do this? Um, you know, what would I need to do to be successful? And so I've thought about it for a long time. And after, um, the Rio Olympics, they announced that triathlon was going to do the mixed relay in the Olympics, which I was super excited about. And it actually made me consider like, oh, no, you know, I want to stay in the sport now. And then I had Stanley and I just I really thought about where my heart was at. And I just love running and I want to take this risk and I, I want to see if I can do it. Yay. That like gives me goosebumps. I'm so excited. So <laughs> um, this this won't be your first marathon. I think I mean, people, I think were so surprised because you are, of course, a world class triathlete, a gold medalist, which. Let me interrupt myself. Where is your gold medal? Where do you keep it? <laughs> it's in a uh, brown paper bag in our uh, in our kitchen. <laughs> Why? I would. I think drawer. I would. I would wear it every single day. But you don't have it on display. No, we we you know we should actually put it on display. But oh, I yeah. guess you know it's just. Uh, it's easily accessible for when people come over and they want to see it. <laughs> Which I'm sure is everyone. Does everyone ask to wear it? No, they don't actually. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. If I ever make my way to Portland, I I'll I'll play it cool. I won't no, ask you the gold. <laughs> I feel like one of the great things about 
a, a, an Olympic medal or a world championship medal or, or something like that is you're able to share that with other people. And it's an experience that I can give to somebody. And I actually, I love that part of it. And I love being able to give people happiness. But at the same time, it's weird for me to be like, if somebody just walks in, I'm going to be like, Hey, want to wear my gold medal? Cool. Like, yeah. no, that's lame. <laughs> the UPS guy comes. Hi, I'm an Olympian. Yeah. Here's my medal. Thanks. Exactly. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> no, but you should also, you should like bust it out and take, you know, people take photos of their babies next to something to see how the baby grows. <laughs> take a picture next to the gold medal. Like I'm telling you, you oh, get really creative yeah. here. <laughs> um, uh, I could just see Stanley growing up being like, oh, mom. <laughs> oh, well, but all kids are going to do that. You know, you got to give them something to, to grow about. <laughs> May as well be a gold medal, right? Um, okay. So as I mentioned, you know, people, I think were really surprised because you're a world-class gold medalist triathlete and so to hear you deciding to step back from that I think is really shocking but I think people are just so excited you're going to do the marathon and this this won't be your first marathon you made your marathon debut in 2016 at the New York City Marathon which I know I remember very well so tell us a little bit about deciding to do New York last year and how the race went for you yeah um you know, that was an interesting decision for me. I remember New, uh, the New York City Marathon uh, asked me if I wanted to do it. And I remember going to my triathlon coach and saying, I never do a race if I don't feel fully prepared. And I know there's no way I can fully prepare for this. But I've always wanted to do a marathon. And, you know, it's it's kind of good timing. Like I don't have anything else going on during that time. And maybe it's a good way to see if I would actually enjoy doing the marathon. Cause I had never done it before, but I had this thought of maybe I want to do it. Um, and my coach just said, you know, why don't you just do it as something different? And so I embraced doing it and I felt like I was actually able to do it as a, as someone who like a normal person, not a professional athlete. Yes, I tried to, you know, do as much training for it as I could. But you know, I raced a triathlon the week before I couldn't get my like, there just wasn't enough time to get my mileage up. So for me, I felt like I went into it underprepared, but I felt like I could relate to all the other thousands of people who are running it. You know, no one goes into a race fully prepared and, and ready to you know, just knock it out of the park. So I felt like I just was able to relate to all these other athletes who were running it. And that was a uh, really special for me. I remember reading soon after the race, like within days after the race, because of course, there's a ton of, you know, interviews and all that. I remember reading yeah. that you had said you were disappointed in your time that it was slower than you wanted it to be. It's now been, you know, over a year since that race. Do you still feel that way? That's a good question. You know, I haven't thought about it. Um, for me, you know, before that race, I guess I had no expectations until I did this 10 mile race a few weeks before and I surprised myself at how fast I ran. And I thought, oh man, maybe I can like actually be competitive. And looking back at the training I did, I think that's kind of a silly mindset that I had, <laughs> but you know, it's to do the marathon and to do it well, it's something that you can't and one of the reasons I'm actually really excited about doing the marathon is you can't hide. You have to put in the work. It's not something you can just fake. It's, I mean, it's a lot of work. It's, um, you know, over two hours of running and you just, you have to put in the work to, to be successful. I love that for you, it's over two hours of running. I'm like, for me, it's almost four. Woohoo! <laughs> but same thing. Okay. So when you did New York last year, uh, which again, congratulations, I, 
was on why I was there. You ran a great race. You ran a 241 at last year's marathon. So yep. to make the Olympic team, you'll need to shave around 20 minutes from that time. Yep. What What's the plan of attack? And you have lots of time, <laughs> of course. But how will your training... Have you thought a whole lot about your training? And, and will you incorporate swimming and biking into it? Or is this just like run and strength train and, and that's the focus? Yeah, I mean... You're, I have to be able to run at least 20 minutes faster um, than that time. And, you know, there's some tough competition out there. And I just love – so, like, Shalane just won New York um, this year, which was so exciting to watch. And she's just elevating everyone. Um, Amy Hayst, Amy Craig um, got world championship medal in the marathon. Like, there are some phenomenal women um, out there. And, you know, I know for me I'm just going to be focusing on what I can do and – I think it's just such an exciting time to be in the marathon because there's all these women in the U.S. like just elevating the sport. I, I don't know. It just makes me so excited thinking about it. But anyway, I to do, you know, what I think I need to do, I'm going to have to become a marathoner, which is, you know, running over 120 miles a week. And that's going to mean no biking, no swimming. And it's going to it's going to be a risk. I don't know if my body can handle it. You know, I've actually already started doing, you know, treatments almost every other day just to try to stay on top of it. Um, so, you know, getting massage or Cairo or dry needling, things like that. I think there's just a lot more prehab and, um, you know, PT type things that you need to keep your body healthy when you're running that much. So that is obviously a lot of training. I mean, I think it's people may not look as at, professional running or being a professional athlete as the same as having, say, a nine to five job. But that is obviously so many hours that you are dedicating to taking care of your body and training. And I think now is the time where we should show some love to Patrick, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he has been called in like so many articles, the secret to your success, which I don't know if that's my favorite phrase, but I think that he is clearly such an amazing and supportive partner. So can you tell everyone a little bit about well, first of all, who is Patrick? And tell us a little bit about your relationship and why it works so well. Yeah, Patrick is vital to my success for sure. He's my husband. Um, and he, I mean, he does everything. It's ridiculous. Um, he obviously can't breastfeed Stanley, but he does everything <laughs> else. Um, he, uh, you know, when I was doing triathlon and still now, like I come home from a workout and he has food on the table. I'm actually amazed right now with Stanley, like how much he gets done. So, you know, I'll leave for a workout and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to be home at 1215 for lunch. And I'll come home at 1215 and lunch is on the table. I'm like, how did you time that so perfectly when you have an infant here that you need to take care of? And like, you have so much going on. I don't know how he does it anyway. Yeah. He does all the cooking, the cleaning. And that was a decision that you guys made together, right? Because he was a competitive athlete as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he was, a professional cyclist and he gave up his career. He quit his job as a professional cyclist to take care of me and, um, you know, live my dream and help me achieve my goals. So I feel very fortunate, um, that he does that. And I hope that he gets some joy out of, um, you know, me doing this as well, but he coming from that athletic background, he knows exactly what I need, which I think has been, you know, just huge as well, because he knows 
what an athlete needs. I don't even need to ask him half the time. You know, he just knows, oh, Gwen's going to need water on this run or she's going to need to be, you know, help fueling or he just knows what I need before sometimes I even know what I need. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can I borrow him for like a day? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I would just, oh, I would not survive. <laughs> um, what is your advice then? Give us some advice for making a wonderfully supportive marriage work. Oh man. Um, I don't know if you have a Patrick, it's pretty easy, I guess. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it's, you know, being honest, giving a lot of love to each other and, and being really appreciative of what each other, what you do for each other. I love that. Well, you clearly have a really, really good team. And so you're pursuing running now. We know that Patrick clearly is a master on the bike. How soon can Stanley start swimming? Because <laughs> you've got yourself a nice relay team right there. Just I, we do, we do. I put him in the water the other day and he didn't cry. So that's good. Yay. We, um, yeah, he went underwater and seemed happy. <laughs> oh, I keep bringing it back to Stanley. Well, as soon That's as good. He... I love talking about him. <laughs> well, and he loves talking. He's so chatty. So we're going to have to Aww. get him on the show soon. We'll do a whole interview with him. And he's going to be like, my mom won't Sweet stop putting I. a gold medal on me. It's so annoying. And, you know. Um, uh, well, but speaking of triathlon, let's let's show the try a little bit of love. I have a feeling I know how you're going to answer. But which is your favorite leg during a triathlon? <laughs> it is running. Okay. Yes. So are you just like, I'll get through the swim, I'll get through the bike, and then I get to run? Um, When I actually compete in a triathlon, no. You know, I I guess it's just like I hate training for swimming for some reason. I grew up a swimmer, and the last thing I want to do is get in water that I always think is going to be freezing cold. <laughs> and I don't know. It's just I don't enjoy training for that. And I actually, I really enjoy the bike, but the bike, cycling just – there's some things that sometimes you can't control on the bike, which I don't enjoy. Like you can get a flat tire or, you know, a mechanical can happen that you maybe couldn't have prevented. So that sort of thing is, um, I don't know, a little bit daunting. So I guess when you get to the run in a triathlon, it's like, phew, nothing can go wrong unless I just physically don't have what it takes. So that's something I really enjoy. Okay. So one of my like, I shouldn't call it a dream because I've not pursued it at all. I would love to one day do a try. Like I can run. I, my husband is a competitive cyclist, so I ride with him. I don't keep up with him, but I ride with him, but I drown in a pool. Like I straight up cannot do anything other than doggy paddle. So let's say I learn how to swim. What would your best advice be for each leg of a try? Well, first of all, if you didn't grow up swimming, it's really hard to learn. Thank you. It's, that makes me is. feel better. Yes, it's the hardest one to learn, um, especially at an older age, if you didn't like swim competitively as a younger um, athlete. But okay, so best advice for swimming, for sure, you need to practice open water swimming. I think that's just something that's really scary. A lot of people go to a triathlon and they've never been in open water. They've only been in a pool. Um, because you maybe only have access to that, but it's completely different. You have people swimming on top of you. It's scary. Ah. You can't see the bottom. 
it's yeah it's hard okay that doesn't Um, sound fun that's i mean (laughs) i know that's the reality like i know that's the deal but i'm just i just picture myself going right to the bottom of a lake so what about the bike (laughs) yeah we'll just move on then um for the bike i would say check out what the course is going to be like so see if you can get um a map or talk to somebody who's maybe gone to the race you're going to and see if it's hilly or flat or there's a lot of turns and then mimic those conditions in your training okay and the run pace yourself um i think in triathlons a lot of times people just go out so fast um you know i think runners often they know how to pace themselves and they do a really good job at that but sometimes triathletes just go out too fast so you know i would say pace yourself on the run don't go out too fast go out at the speed you think you can hold for whatever distance you're doing, 10K, marathon, whatever it is at the end. All right. And what about those transitions? Practice. (laughs) Find an empty parking lot. And oh, I remember Patrick and I would do this every week. He'd come out, he'd, you know, hold my bike like it's a little bike rack and I'd have my shoes and I'd practice mounting, putting on my helmet, putting on and taking off the shoes and you just got to practice. That is, see, that's the glamorous life of a triathlete right there. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. Before I we sprint to the finish, because I know you have a napping child who could wake up any minute. So before we sprint to the finish, tell me what it is that makes you want to return to the Olympics. I've just always been motivated by the Olympics. Um, you know, I remember as a little kid watching the Olympics and it's, it's, it's exciting. You get to represent your country, you wear USA and you're just doing it for, I feel like everyone who's helped you along the way. And it's just something that's, that's really, really special. All right. Where is your team USA uniform in a paper bag? No, it's not actually. Um, my sister has it and she has it in like, uh, I feel like she has a shrine. I actually don't like going to her house and seeing oh it because it's just like she has a room full of like pictures of me and like it's weird. But That's anyway, sweet though. That's so nice. <laughs> she actually has um, it in like a, a box. It's like framed in a box with my shoes as well. So oh, that's pretty, so cool. Uh, that's yeah, that's very neat. I love it. All right. Then let's we'll say that we've we we warmed up. We'll call that the swim. I know the swim isn't the warm up, but we did the swim. We did the bike. Are you ready to run and sprint to the finish? Yes. All right. Gwen, what would your last meal on earth be? Oh, my goodness. Um, pizza. Favorite movie? <laughs> oh, this is bad. I have a horrible... I, I'm like... I can't remember names of anything. Um, favorite movie? Oh, my goodness. I have no idea. Maybe a Pixar movie of some sort. Oh, I like that. <laughs> That's sweet. Uh, favorite TV show? Are you into TV? Yes. Um, well, I'm into Netflix. I um, Suits. I like Suits. Nice. Well, Suits is about to lose one of its uh, main characters. Why? Isn't that what Meghan Markle is on? Yeah. So yeah, she has to leave. leave. Yeah. Yeah, because once oh. you're a royal, you can't, ha- yeah, you you can't, can't. work. Yeah. So. Ugh. I know. I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> Good for her, though. Uh, what is yes. <laughs> what is your greatest fear? Um, not being a good mother. Oh, where was your first real kiss? Oh my goodness. Um, I I think it was in the basement of my friend Allison Shazer's house. <laughs> Love it. 
Uh, favorite race you've ever done? The Island House Triathlon race. Do you have a mantra for races or tough workouts? So, well, this is not a rapid answer, but I always like to talk about, I always like to tell myself technique-based things. So, like, if I'm running, it's, like, relax the shoulders. Or if I'm swimming, it's high elbow. So those are my type of mantras. Okay. Uh, what is the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? Kiss Stanley or look at Stanley to see if he's awake. <laughs> <laughs> and what is the last thing you do before you close your eyes at night? I'd normally feed Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> It's all about Stanley. <laughs> I like it. What is your favorite running workout? Six by one Ks. Ooh, oh, gosh. That sounds. It's awesome. Oh, it's like not too. I feel like I always feel like if I have a really good one, then I know I'm in shape and like it gives me a lot of confidence. But at the same time, you can almost fake it because a <laughs> kilometer like isn't that long. Yeah. So you can like fake it till you make it. Yeah. All right. That's <laughs> fair. I like that. Six sounds like a lot, but that is one of those nah. ones where you finish it and you're like, oh, I crushed it. I feel amazing. Exactly. Uh, Saturday <laughs> long run or Sunday long run? Uh, I actually like doing it on Saturday. Yeah, me too. How did you meet your significant other? on a bike ride. You did? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it was actually, um, I was training in Wisconsin and I was doing this group ride and Patrick was in town doing a race and we had a mutual friend on the ride and the mutual friend was like, this is Gwen. She doesn't know how to ride a bike. Can oh you teach gosh. her? <laughs> was that and true? Pat, yeah. Yeah. It's totally true. And then Pat like gave me some tips. And at the end of the night, he said, can I have your number? Um, what are you doing tonight? Do you want to go out to dinner? Well, that's adorable. I love yeah. that story. <laughs> when people come to you for help, what do they usually want? I don't know. I feel like I don't have a lot to offer. What? Um, <laughs> maybe just I'm I think I'm I think I'm good at listening. I like that. What is the first thing you would do if you won the lottery? Probably just put it in the bank. <laughs> yeah, that that's my answer too. It's not exciting, but that's my answer too. Or 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 I would buy I would upgrade to like first class every flight or get a private jet or something to make flying easier. Yes. Yes. Especially with all your gear and all that. I think oh. I think you should get yeah. that anyway. You don't need the lottery. Just find get, get one of your sponsors to get you a jet. Get sponsored by a jet. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, we'll work on that. We'll send this episode to them. They'll be like, "Done." <laughs> They'll love it. <laughs> what is your favorite smell? Ooh. Um, anything like cooking, like I love coming into the house and just smelling like, oh man, what has been cooking? Oh, Patrick, good work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite season? Fall. Okay. You don't have to share it, but we just like people to be honest with a yes or no answer. Do you have a running poop story? Yes. Doesn't everyone who runs? Thank you. Thank you. And you know, I thought that was true too until I recorded an episode with Molly Huddle who said no. And I was Whoa. like, what? That's impressive. I know. I mean, she can, she can run fast and she doesn't have a poop story about it's, it. Oof. It's not fair. I know. I was like, okay, I have to go. My time is up here. I can't relate to you anymore because, you know, before I could totally relate to everything. But <laughs> um, what is one thing that you can't run without? People. Oh, pedicures, yay or nay? I like them, but I never get them done. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite thing to do after a long run? Brunch. Yeah. Have brunch. What's your brunch order? 
oh, it changes all the time. I'm like somebody who really likes to try something new every time. Um, like if we go out to eat or something or, but you know, I've been on this kick lately for if Patrick's making it, he's been making these phenomenal savory waffles. He puts like corn cheddar cheese in them. And then we put like a thick slab of like on top ham and an egg and it's, and then syrup as well. Oh, it's just phenomenal. Okay. See now this is kind of like Molly Huddle doesn't have a poop story. You have Patrick. Like this is all (laughs) just getting insane. Okay. (laughs) I want that waffle. (laughs) It's pretty good. (laughs) Who was your childhood celebrity crush? I didn't have one to be honest. And I hate these questions because I just, I don't, I, I used to blame my parents because we didn't have cable. So I just never watched TV and I like know nothing about social media or pop, pop culture. But yeah. I just didn't have one. That's okay. Well, so see, we can skip that one. That's easy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite runner? Ooh, well, that's hard. Um, can I give you two? A male yeah. and a female? Yeah, sure. Okay, Meb Kofleski. Um, He is just an amazing person. Um, and then Sh- Shalane Flanagan. Yeah, those, you know, you can't go wrong with those two answers, especially right now, especially after New I York. Know. So yeah, they're yeah. the best. What do you listen to when you run? I don't normally like to listen to music because I like to run with people. Um, but like I listen to music a lot if I'm doing like gym work or something. And I like country music. Oh, nice. I think you're actually the first person on this show to say country music. I like that. Most people like <laughs> fess up to their very guilty music, their music guilty pleasures. So I always <laughs> enjoy that. All right. This is like a big money question. You're hosting a dinner party and you get to have five guests. They can oh. be anyone. Who would you want there? Well, I definitely need Patrick because he, like, protects me. And he knows, like, if I need to – I don't always like talking. And so, like, he always is looking at me if we go to dinners to just try to protect me and make sure I'm doing okay. So I would need him. I'm trying to – this is, like, a super tough question for me. Um, Because I just want my family members. (laughs) That can be your answer. That's perfect. (laughs) I don't know if Stanley counts or not as one of the five, but he has to be there. Yeah, well, Um, of course. (laughs) And then I, my mom and dad, cause they're out in Wisconsin right now and I haven't seen them. And then my sister. So it would just be like a big family dinner. That's perfect. I love that. And before I let you go, give everyone listening a reason to run today. (sighs) Do it to feel good. I always, after I run, I come home. I always feel like I've accomplished something. It doesn't matter if everything went wrong in my day. If I got out there, even if it's for 20 minutes, I feel like I got something done and accomplished something and was healthy. All right, people. Gold medalist tells you to go for a run. Go for a run. Gwen, you are amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much for taking the time to chat. And I am so excited to see what you do with your career. Cannot wait to cheer you on from now until 2020 and long beyond. You are going to crush it. Oh, thank you, Allie. I cannot wait to follow Gwen's career and her training over these next few years. And of course, I'm also excited to watch Stanley grow up along the way. To Gwen, thank you so much for the inspiration, the candor, and all the laughs. And to you, thank you, of course, for joining us here today. There's a lot of great stuff coming to the Alley on the Run show in 2018. So make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on your favorite listening app. That way you won't miss a thing. And be sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Alley on the Run one and on the Alley on the Run Facebook page where I always share updates of new episodes and yay, where I'll also be adding some live stuff to the rotation this year. 
If you love what you hear, please consider going to iTunes and leaving a rating and review for the show. I love your thoughts and feedback, and I'm really excited to share everything I have in the works with you. Now here's to a fast, fun, fabulous 2018. And as always, thanks for joining me on the run.